What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode 311, 311, broken up into two parts, A and B. A, B. 311A, posting on January 3rd, will be a discussion on Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and 311B, posting on January 6th, will be a discussion on Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Oniony Knives. Oniony Knives, Glass, all kinds of fun. There's a crossbows, too. There is a crossbow. And spear gun, all kinds of cool stuff. And a pistol. Roger, I have a question for you. Yeah. How does it feel to be in January of 2023? It does feel very similar to the end of 2022. Very similar. Like, strikingly (laughs) similar. If not the exact same. We were... Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I recently watched um, one of the movies in, or Puss in Boots in the AMC, or the AMC, which is the old Carmike, and I worked there when I was a teenager, and it just, it brings back very nostalgic memories that I love, and I got to stop thinking about those because it makes me want those back, but that's physically impossible to Listen, achieve. I would absolutely work at a movie theater again if I got paid like 70K. Yeah, if they made it worth yeah. your time. No, yeah, no, that's about it. Yeah, that's the, so everyone always asks, because I'm, I'm moving up in the accounting world. Um, Ooh. Moving up and number one to toot your own horn, huh? Well, no, but I always say like clerks. When I'm training a new clerk, they're always like, "How long do you have to be a clerk before I get to be a second?" I always tell them, "If I could be a clerk and still get my benefits and my pay, I would absolutely just want to file everything and that'd be my day." But um, I don't. You get you don't. That doesn't how it works. But I would love to work in a movie theater if I got you know all the benefits and I would hire you back under me for minimum wage again. Just minimum wage? Yep. Not even like current minimum wage, like back to seven twenty-five. I mean, whatever today's minimum wage. Thanks, I think it's probably the same, though, isn't it? it Pathetically. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. You're a real pal. Hey, look, man. You always got a job under me. Thanks, Never man. forget I, that. I appreciate it. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Stabby Tabby Maxwell. Love that one. Joining me, as he does every week, is my co host, Roger Kitty Soft Paws. Still <laughs> she should have been in boots, you moron. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> Kitty Soft Paws. And Chris will not be joining us tonight, but Chris, we hope you're with us. Our spirits are with you. He's not dead. No, I didn't. Did it seem like he was dead when I said that? Yes. Okay. Chris is not dead. Just update. Chris is okay. He's just, he's got some things going on. All right. Roger, how are you? How was your holiday week? I am also not dead. That's correct. You're right (laughs) here. I can see you. I can touch you. I can do all the above. So. Hey, my kegerator works. Oh, good. Yes, it does. Kegerator. Yep. Mm. What do you run through there? This, what are you What are you drinking out of that? I just got some Michelob Ultra in there right now. Some Mick Ultra, the easiest thing I could get. Yep. No. Nope. Can't go wrong with Mick Ultra. Absolutely not. Nope. Uh, what else is going on? Do you watch any good movies this week besides what we watch for the show? I actually, only why the only movies I watched this week are what I had to because it's a big football week and I'm a mm. big sports guy. So, you know, I'm actually starting to watch and enjoy because I, I was I've been home for. I'm going back and forth with my, my my folks in Pittsburgh, and my dad loves to watch. He's a huge football guy. He never sure. played it, but he loves the. So I sat down and actually like watched some games with him, and like I'm actually mm-hmm. starting to understand the sport a little better. Um, I don't understand it well, but I'm actually gaining an appreciation for what I think one day could be, you know, football watching. Well, if you watched any football on New Year's Eve, like there the were two, there were two Georgia. excellent games back to back for anybody who was not a fan probably would have enjoyed watching those games. So, And the Ohio State-Georgia game, which I'm an Ohio State fan, I've talked about that many times, ended legitimately like as 12 midnight struck to 2023. Awesome. Wait, who ended up winning that? Because I didn't watch Georgia won that because Ohio State missed a field goal as okay. time expired. But yeah, it was, uh, besides the fact that they lost, it was a hell of a day to watch football and uh, well, drink I'll, out of my kegger. Well, I was at a party where 
people were very vocal about it, like extremely, sure. like yelled at the top of their lungs. I thought it was in the stadium with a hundred thousand people. Um, they were going nuts over the game. Some a few interceptions, people yeah, went wild. You know. I didn't stay to finish it, but as you saw my tweet of the of Captain America, no, you went home. You went played with uh, some action dolls. figures, which I, is cool. I put some fireball. I, mean, I wouldn't even call them dolls. No, action figures. <laughs> I put some some liquor in uh, black. Panther's hand and um, Captain America's hand. I thought it was hilarious. Should have poured one out for your homies. <laughs> Both of them no, are gone. Didn't, unfortunately, what time did you go to bed that night? Twelve oh six. I wasn't. We weren't far behind you. Yeah, the, so. game, the game ended at twelve. Legitimately twelve. Fireworks went off all around my house like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> and uh, then I went to bed. How did Buttons the cat take those fireworks? Buttons didn't care. So okay, other thing in my life, I meant to bring this up. So I have a robot vacuum now. It's uh, an incredible wait, uh, thing. Uh, what do you call it? Things that run under the circle? Well, around. so that's that's a Roomba, a but Roomba. my mine's the shark version. It was actually very nice. My cat is enthralled by it and terrified by it at the same time. Good, so good. yeah, it's great. Also, it works very very well. I may never ever vacuum my house again ever. Good, 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 good. So yeah, every that's time exciting. it's going around, button stalks it like <laughs> <laughs> like it's like a raptor stalking. Yep. It's mm-hmm. that's amazing. Ten to one. I named it Cleany because you get to name it. So I thought Cleany was funny. Cleany, Cleany. I don't know if that. What would you name your robot vacuum? Not sucky, cleaning, sucky. Uh, I don't know. Okay, we're we're moving past this. Wow. All right. I know. Not. I'm glad to know you had a good week, Roger. Always also a good one. Uh, break's not gonna be long enough, but I'll be back. When do you go back? Week, Next week, right? Yeah. Just a few days now. But it's it'll be good to get back to work. It'll be good to get back into the swing of things. Wait, are you back to work the fourth, or you go back? I mean, I fly in the morning and back to work the next day. <laughs> yeah, they gave me a choice. Well, you can fly back and then. Take the rest of the day and just do what you need to do, or we can give you. You can fly back. You can put in. We can put in your time card. Um, travel work, so you also get per diem. I'll, I'll I'll work. I'll work. I'll be working so, that day. Yeah, I'll so, take my laptop. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go back to the <laughs> office for a few on hours. A plane back to Atlanta. Well, I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna go. I'll be going for a few hours when I get there, and I'll just print out some invoices and whatnot. But and then yeah, back to the back to the rigmarole. But you back to is is life going back to normal for you tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't change for me. Fair enough. All right. Any real capacity. All right. Well, this is episode 311 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases. What streaming trailers and movies of the week? Without further ado, and as tradition dictates, let's take a look at the box office. Number one, number one is no surprise to anyone. Avatar starting the year off strong, with another sixty-five million domestic, bringing in a worldwide total of one point, almost just below one point four billion. You think it's going to stop anytime soon? I mean, I guess we'll find out. I'm surprised though the sixty-six domestically this week. I thought it actually might be higher than that because a lot of people don't work during this time frame. Yeah, so, I was surprised it was so low, but overseas is well, crushing. Uh, yeah, but I expect the domestic to, you know, after this last weekend, I expect it to start to point back down. Just because, one, there's not a whole lot of other things going on in the movies, but January notoriously is a slower yeah, no, I totally movie that, yeah. time. But, I mean, Avatar might still bring people out, so we'll find out. Uh, so I basically said it could go either way with a lot of other words. Yes, yeah. yeah, being very non-committal. <laughs> love it, love it. Domestic, uh, 31.5, 440 million, for 440.5. And international, is it a 68.5, round, round up to 69? Nice. 
uh, world is a 956.9. That's people love their avatar, that's for sure. Although that's still soft to where I thought it was going to be. I'll be honest. After cool. two weeks, I thought it would be at least one point five. I mean, didn't you say her? Somebody said it was going to be a six hundred million dollar open or some shit. If I did, it would have been worldwide. But yeah, it did. It did that, it did that worldwide, didn't it? No, it was, like, it was like five. We're talking domestic. Yeah. No, I would never have said that's you've been yelling at me way too many times for me to make those accusations like that again. That's that's insane. <laughs> yes, you finally turned uh, one down. The, uh, Avengers didn't even do that. Endgame didn't no, do that. No, it did three hundred and yeah. we talked it was like legitimately you think it's going to double the Avengers? Yeah, there's no way. Don't worry, buddy. Mario's coming. <laughs> I don't nope, nope, there's no way. I number number two, Puss in Boots, a last wish. Uh, an impressive sixteen point three. That's a good number for that. Well, but a further impressive, 135 million. Like I'm very happy. I watched that and I was blown away. Like I'm not. Rare is the day where I put something in the same category as How to Train Dragon, but it's close. Yeah, no, it's up there. It's close. It's and almost I, like DreamWorks knows what they're knows doing. what they're doing <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that one a little bit later today. Did you notice the new opening for DreamWorks too? By I the did. way, I was really yeah. impressed by that. I was there. Their, their A game is certainly on the docket. Number three, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, 4.8 million, a worldwide total of 820. Yeah, Avatar got your number. Buddy. I don't know if we need to talk about anything else past <laughs> 4 million. <laughs> well, 4.3 million is number four. Whitney Houston, I want to dance with someone, bringing in a whopping 29 million. I really thought that number would be at least double or triple that. I would have figured it would have made a little bit more money. However, we're going to be talking about that next week. Next week so. we are. We're going to catch up on that one next week. Yes. And number five, unfortunately, Babylon is still not doing great. 2.7 million domestic, worldwide of 11. So... In two weeks of holiday, yeah. 11 million. Sorry, Damien Chazelle, no one cares, obviously. I'm sure it's going to be nominated for a million things, but does it... I don't know. No one, no one's watching it. It's not getting the greatest reviews, so... <clears throat> I don't think we're going to be able to catch up on that one. That's One's got to fall by the wayside. So I think that one's I mean, look, it. it's about time we stop watching old Hollywood movies. I mean, there's a phrase you say all the time that I'm What phrase repeat, is that, buddy? Hollywood loves to suck its own dick, for they sure. They sure do. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially the early days of Hollywood. They, they, oh, they love dude, they that. love it. Fucking they love it. They lord it over people like crazy. All right, let's move on, shall we, sir? Yes. Let's take a look at the upcoming and new releases. Uh, we're going to be focusing, of course, on the next year. However, I mean, it's... So, December 23rd, which is, I mean, still... Still got some time before the end of the year, but that was the last time anything theatrical was wide released. Babylon, Empire of Light, Glass Onion, A Knives I'm Mission with Netflix, and Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Someone. That was all on December 23rd, and nothing. So, nada. Nada. And usually you'd have something on Christmas Day, but I don't know why something... Maybe they just wanted to get out of the way of Avatar. Maybe they just didn't feel like being crushed by Avatar. So, maybe that's it, but you know, I'm not really sure anyone knows that one for sure, but... January I, know, I haven't 6th. been to the movies on Christmas and Forever. Were they still busy? Well, <laughs> they weren't when I saw Avatar on Christmas. No, no, not a whole lot of people. That was the first show. I don't know how it went. Like Wait, later what, evening, what but time frame is the first show? Was it like a one o'clocker? Like eleven thirty. Oh, I think, okay. Yeah. okay, maybe that was a little bit early it, on Christmas. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I'm I'm still dedicated. I bet you to like the, a five o'clock, six o'clock run might be busy. I'm sure they were. It didn't. I was very surprised that the adjoining mall to the South Hills uh, one didn't wasn't open at like on Christmas six, Day, like six p.m. No. Well, but in years past, like where we worked at Marquee, the Highlands was like open. No, not on Christmas they weren't. Yeah, at like six. You get PM like you get like three food places that are open. Well, fine, but Walmart was open at least. Like well, that's back PM. when Walmart was always open, 24 yeah. hours a day, 365. 
Does, do Walmart's not do that anymore? No. Most of them do not. Interesting. Interesting. Let's talk about January 6th, which you is... You work for Walmart, don't you? I do not. I don't even give them patronage. I haven't spent a dollar at Walmart. I, I, it's been so many years, I couldn't even tell you. I refuse. I will not. I wow. Look, I actually made him mad. Like, he's, like, staring at me right now. I won't, I won't do it. Yeah, you're, like, adjusting your balls. What, what's going on over there? What? Jeez, yeah, you're nuts on your junk. I don't know what you're doing over there. All right, January 6th. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking <laughs> well, as i was staring at you making my statement your answer you, you were just adjusting yourself it's weird okay i don't this has just gone sideways all right maybe i'll edit that maybe i won't all right all right no, January don't. 6th i just let it fly starts off with megan i know roger you're looking forward to that yeah one. no no or more accurately m3 gan so remember when sniper three for the Oh, yeah. <laughs> they put the three for the, the E for with yeah, Tom, Tom Barron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. January 13th, house party, a man called Auto and Plane, which sure. about Plane is yeah. getting advertised very a heavily. A lot. A lot of advertisement. Ger- Gerard Butler. Yep. Let's talk about January 20th. Alice Darling goes wider, missing the sun, women talking. That expands. January 27th, distant, fear, shotgun, wedding. What is distant? I don't know. Mm. Perfect. It's funny how we're not seeing like all these trailers I see in these movies uh, right now. I'm not seeing new trailers. Well, Anthony Ramirez, then Naomi Scott, Zachary Quinto. How do we not? How does not been any? That's oh. very strange. Directed by Josh Gordon and Will Speck. Will Speck's done a lot of things that we've talked about. All right. Sure. Cool. And I just saw the trailer today for Eighty for Brady. How do you feel about that one? Yeah. Did you see the trailer? No. With the four old women who are. Recording about with the football stars. Yes. 80 for Brady knocked the cabin. <clears throat> February 10th, Magic's, Magic Mike's Last Dance and Hell Titanic. Yeah, brother. We're a month, we're almost a month away from Titanic being re released. That's exciting. Is it? Well, for me, it is. James Cameron guy. Mm, yeah, okay. February 15th, which is a Wednesday, Marlowe. And then the Fed 17th, which is a normal Friday, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. February 24th, Cocaine Bear. Which should be on Valentine's Day. Absolutely. Jesus Revolution and Mummies. March <laughs> starts off pretty strong with Creed 3, which is also, an, which is, they're, they're denoting here as an IMAX. So check oh, that yeah. one out. I bet you that's awesome in IMAX. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Uh, March 10th, Inside, Scream 6. Saw a new poster for Scream 6 today. It's like a subway map. It looks like the ghost face. Of course. Well, I mean, I I expect. Well, no, that. it makes me wonder. Like, is the whole thing going to take place in the, the subway? subway? Wait, like, how? May. Like, what a different thing that that would be. It certainly would be different. You're going to keep driving home, scream. You got to change it up, right? We do have to change it up. Um, I don't think it's going to survive past season. We we just saw that they the greenlit last two mm-hmm. because the last one released did so well last yeah. year around the. Our last year. scream was okay. It, it, it wasn't. It, it, it was, wasn't it was ba- better than some of yeah, them. It but, wasn't bad. No, it but wasn't. It, listen, important. it wasn't some sort of break, groundbreaking cinema here. Like, no, you, you're right. March seventeenth, uh, sixty-five, with uh, Adam Driver, and then Shazam: Fury of the Gods, which I contest is still kind of a, in a weird point because. I don't know what they're doing with whatever James the James Gunn shakeup. I don't know what that does to the timeline for the DC stuff. But I don't know anything, Roger. You met you you and Chris mentioned something about Blue Beetle. Yeah. I don't know who that is at all. He's another guy. He's okay, but he's. Do we think that's going to be in line with current DC stuff or before James Gunn made the announcement? Stuff? I have no idea on that actually. But Blue Beetle's an interesting character, so I'm down for whatever if they make it. So yeah, cool. And then March 31st, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves, which. I, I have a feeling it's going to be an okay 
fun romp in the movies. I, it looks fun. I, I agree. It's probably shit. And Spinning Gold, which I don't know what that is. Is that like Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> no, no, but it should be. Is it not? I bet Rumpel. it is. Uh, it's a, it's a, bio- a biopic about Casablanca Records. Yep. Interesting. Gotcha. Rumpelstiltskin. Done. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. Love, love, love that. Love that. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's in the near future. I'm actually kind of really excited for the for those. I still look at like just down the list. Some of these are going to be great, but this this year looks a little stacked. And again, I saw the new trailer for Across the Spider or Across the Spider Verse. I'm getting so excited for that movie. You I can't should. Who oh boy? Celebrate it. I am very excited for that one for sure. Absolutely. Let's so let's talk about what's streaming this week. We're taking a look at Amazon. If you have Amazon, you have access to the following movies. Uh, one I went with, the, the Trench by director William Boyd. Daniel Craig, Paul Nichols, James Darcy, Cillian Murphy, Ben Whishaw, 2020. That, uh, that's about the, the Battle of the Sum and the First World War, uh, how soldiers just existed in the trenches, and it was an awful time. That's actually a pretty great movie. Um, Daniel Craig, James Darcy, Cillian Murphy, Ben Whishaw. If you've not seen it and you've not... You notice that cast of characters is or cast of that cast of people is pretty decent. You should check that out. It's available on Netflix. Again, I'm I'm in a World War One um, moment right now, so I'm taking all that content that I can. I'm, I can't get enough of that. Noah by director Darren Aronofsky, Russell Crowe, Jennifer Connelly, Anthony Hopkins, Emma Watson, Ray Weinstone, Logan Lerman, 2014. I liked Noah for what it's worth. I know it didn't come out to the greatest reception or box office. People were kind of confounded by it, but. Noah, uh, more like no one's gonna go see it. Heyo, every time. fucking celebrate that joke. That's hilarious. I was gonna say you're all, all your jokes are bangers, Roger. All of them, <laughs> amazing home run home after run home every run. time over the fence. What do you think about Noah? I never seen it <laughs> with Russell Crowe. Really? Okay, I've never fair. seen it. Seriously. I really liked it. It's a very biblical telling. Um, I I liked it a lot. You check that one out if you haven't. And Roger, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go with a classic from 2006. Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. By director Adam McKay. Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Sasha Baron Cohen, Gary Cole, Michael Clark Duncan, Leslie Bibb, Jane Lynch, Amy Adams, Molly Shannon, Greg Gurman, Dave Kushner. How do you say that again? Kochner? Kochner. Yeah, Kochner. Uh, Jack Brayer, 2006. Why should people watch that one? Right what now? a great movie this is. Like right. this is an ensemble of characters. This is a fun yes. movie. Um, about um, a guy named Ricky Bobby who is a NAS- becomes a NASCAR driver and basically at the top of the game then gets knocked down by a French Formula 1 driver played by Sasha Baron Cohen who comes and just upsets his whole world. It, listen, man, it's funny. It doesn't have to make sense all the time. It, it will just make you laugh. I agree. Legitimately. It's, it's funny in the right places and that and matters. It, it just does matter. So. That was at the height of the Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. It like, was. Like Absolutely. their friendship. And next came, of course, the legendary people love to call Step Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love those two. So um, if, you're not, if you've not seen that one, if you, if you bought a PlayStation in that time period, it came with the Blu-ray for Talladega Nights about a Ricky Bobby. But, I mean, I can't imagine many people haven't seen that. But, hey, if you want to see it again, check it out. It's on TV all the time. It is. It is. Like, like one of the premier academic thinkers of our time says, if you ain't first, you're last. Well, that's not true at all. You can be a bunch of other places. You can be second, third, fourth, fifth. 25th. It doesn't matter. All right, if you have Amazon, you have access to those. The Trench, Noah, Tal Knights, The Bow to Ricky Bobby, those all three very different pleasure. films. They are. I tried to get an eclectic bunch there. Let's talk about some trailers. Oh boy, how how are we feeling about blood? 
Um, yeah. Nope. With Michelle Monaghan. So eventually there's some little kid drinking blood out of a blood bag like a goddamn Capri Sun, and I wasn't having it. You were not. You you audibly groaned and were not. Nope. Because that blood has to be warm. It does. And it's Mm. gross. It's it's gross. Let's just get it. It's gross. Yeah. You know, in extreme circumstances of survival, you can drink your blood and pee if you absolutely need to to survive. But but not together, because that's weird. Not together. I mean... You need to clarify for our listeners. Because, listen, I've met some of them. You need to clarify. <laughs> okay, don't do it together. But for survival, if you need to, you can drink those two. However, this kid seems to be insatiated. He gets attacked by a dog and then cannot be satiated by enough somehow blood. Somehow he needs to drink human blood. But, Which, hey, you know. There's a lot of, cinema, there's a lot of um, cinematography with a tree. And something I didn't know about, about vampire lore. One of, one of the old school vampire lore things is that uh, trees are... Certain trees, anyway, are are very famous because that's where God, or excuse me, God cursed uh, Judas after he betrayed uh, Jesus himself. So that's one of the one of the original vampire lore things. Some people, really some th- people go by. That's actually one of the things they talk about in. Uh, remember the awful Gerard Butler movie, uh, Dracula Two Thousand? Yeah, that's that's one of the stories that they run through there. That he's. That guy, so really okay, yeah. okay, fair no, enough. That's, that's one of those. That's the only one I can. I haven't, I haven't thought about that movie in many. It's many it's years. okay. Like it came but out. That's when all was, it is, is, is came okay. out when I was in college, so it was like, yeah, let's go watch that. And I was just like, no, I don't like this because look, still don't like them. Fair. I mean, I I, I also don't want to watch Blood. Well, you're gonna watch Blood and Megan coming up soon. You so. have no idea if I ever have to watch Blood. Megan, I'm probably gonna have to watch though. M three G A N. Yeah. yeah. And I want to talk about, just for a few minutes, longer than we usually do, but Barbie. The Margot Robbie, uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, just going to be a very extremely divisive movie. If you thought there were a lot of hashtags with Wonder Woman, you ain't seen nothing yet. Barbie is going to... I have a feeling they don't even... I'll bet you that this this gets yanked from theaters. No way. I... I'm. I feel like that could cause quite a bit of upstir right now, especially where we are in the country. But what are, what are we thinking with the with the um the, the 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 trailer that kind of borrows a lot from what's the with How Nine Thousand the the original one the the movie the the, the Space sci-fi. Odyssey yeah the, yeah that it borrows a lot from from that one uh, a lot of the visuals I think so what are, what are we thinking about Barbie so Barbie is Barbie getting kicked out of Barbie land and has to fight her way back, basically. That's the actual plot for this movie, by the way. (laughs) Did you know that? Let me read the actual thing. After being expelled from Barbie land for being less than a perfect-looking doll, Barbie sets off for the human world to find true happiness. Perfect. Perfect. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. And we do... do Fun fun Barbie (laughs) fact. This movie costs $100 million. I I don't doubt that. There's a lot of people in it, too. Yeah. Those aren't cheap. Listen... Did you see Ryan Gosling's hair? The beautiful Ryan Gosling. Fucking incredible. I did. Ryan Gosling. That a handsome, handsome son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch, Ryan Gosling. How somehow and he, knows he gets it too. shock white hair and looks better. And he knows it too. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I walk through one of the malls in Atlanta. I think it's Lennox, the one that always gets shot up. I probably shouldn't be walking through that. Wow. Um, there's, he Shout does... out to Lennox Mall. <laughs> what well, does? Everyone's like, don't go to Lennox, don't get shot. So you continue to go, keep going. I do. I, Please. I, I play the odds. But anyway, so. Yeah, do it. Um, inside that mall, anyway, there's a. He has a lot of I forget what he's advertised some company, but like there's like there's there's a there's a picture of him wearing only a vest and like a bare chest, like the vest doesn't cover. And like every time I look at it, I just think oh, I'm less of a man. 
Ryan Gosling, you handsome son of a gun. But I, I don't know why. I, that's a relevant story to me. Maybe not to you guys, but it, but to me, it's maybe a not story. to anybody else listening to this right now. <laughs> Grayson just went like deep into his psyche. Well, I'm to just tell saying, like, how emasculated he feels by a crying Gosling poster. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You didn't have to tell us that. I just want you to understand. No, hey, I understand, hey, but that's an know, overshare. We want to be people <laughs> do enjoy the last week we give them. So I want to give them that. But um, well, I your think, therapist must just fucking dude. <laughs> she has the ball. Let me tell you something. Um. So I, I don't know what to think about this bar movie until we get a full length trailer. This is just a teaser, but I I really don't know what to think about it. Uh, Barbie, I hope it's awesome. Like I want it to be awesome. I want it. I, I almost said I want it to be divisive, but I do because then people will be talking about it and seeing it. So it's that's a healthy for the theater at least. People going and buying stuff and watching it. But I mean, I don't. I, I just I'm gonna have to watch a Barbie movie. It better fucking be good. Well, I want. I mean, with all the talent in there, yeah. Greta, Greta Gerwig is not a bad director. No, I never She's said great. she was. Sorry, I'm just saying. But I mean, with the recent Avatar: Way of Water being less than I want. Okay, but that's all it was. Is okay, but I wanted it to be better. But same with. I mean, something Maybe made they by should Greta have had Gerwig. Barbie: The Way of the Water. They should have. I, as a matter of fact, Roger, I, I'm sure they're gonna buy your idea. Barbie Two: The Way, way of, of Water. water. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another one from Netflix, um, You People, with Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. What are we thinking first, Ron? What an uncomfortable that. trailer. Awesome, though. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I really want to talk about Jonah Jonah Hill's starter mullet he's got going on there. He does. And it's, it's nice. He looks like he's plucked right from a construction And as somebody who used to have a mullet, like, that's And, and, and you championed your mullet, too. Like, I you did. You loved it. I did look. It's going to come back. No, I think it? so. Oh my! God. Oh yeah, why not? Twenty twenty three. You think I got the year of Roger's mother's back? <laughs> twenty twenty. Every few years, Roger grows the grows the. My mother. wife fucking hated it so much. I can imagine it. It didn't look great. I'm no, no, you. yeah, it did. <laughs> Fair. You say that it didn't. You're wrong. Fair, but you were you you championed that thing. You were very you were very proud of it. I had it for what was it? 14, 16 days. You were very you, you loved <laughs> it. <laughs> Thinking back, okay, so more about this. You you people. You People is a teaser trailer from Netflix. Um, Jonah Hill is talking to Eddie Murphy about dating his daughter. and it's Marrying. Marrying. And it's extremely, like, it's it's cringe awkward. But, like, that's the selling point of the movie is the cringe awkward. But, of course, Roger and I laugh, but we're immature idiots. Yes. So, I, I'm, look, I'm all, look. I just, I'm a film critic, sir. I just want. Just want I, it to be I, funny. I feel about. Rated R comedy, the same way I feel about, you know, stand-up comedy is like, it's, it shouldn't be super inappropriate, but like a little bit of inappropriate is fine. It's under the guise of, you know, f- it's under the guise of cre- creative filmmaking and, you know, making people laugh. I don't know where you fall on that spectrum, but. Just make it funny. Yeah, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. But like a lot of f- funny in America today is inappropriate cringe stuff. That's what I'm, that's my point. People though. hate everything, so I don't care about that anymore. I mean, stuff that we found funny in 2004, we don't. Like, do you still watch? Do you still laugh at Anchorman? Some of it. I just read an article saying Anchorman. It's no longer funny because we moved past it. I mean, some of it is. A lot of it now is just like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm, that's my point. But yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. I for mean, all listen, the entire Sex Panther line will always be funny. Works works sixty percent of the time. Sixty percent of the time. It works all the time. <laughs> Sex Panther. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Oh man. I mean, what um, a name for a cologne. I agree. Sex Panther is a great name. So any any particular objections about any of the what besides blood? I mean, look at that picture of that kid with blood smeared all over his face. He's ready to go. He's drinking more blood, that's for sure. Whose blood is that? But Michelle Monaghan, and I that's who the guy was, Skeet Ulrich. It's always nice to see him back. 
Speaking of guys who had awesome mullets back Dude, in the day. he did have an awesome mullet. Hell yeah, he did. Awesome mullet. We're segue back to mm. Scream and mullets and, <laughs> wow. It's a good time here. It's a good time here in the studio. He also hasn't aged either. No, he doesn't. He, he ages very, very well. He ages very gracefully. I mean, skeet. it's unfortunate that his name is Skeet. No, I, that's kind of an awesome name, though. I is mean, it's, it? It's, it's rare. I mean. Slang for sperm, son. <laughs> <laughs> How do I not know? This? I love that. Like I just Grayson has no idea. <laughs> Is that really slang for sperm? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean I don't think you'd make something up like that up. But that's <laughs> well, yeah, amazing. you think I didn't just pull that one out of the back of the <laughs> back of my mind here? That's amazing. I love that. Okay, all right, we're gonna move on a little bit. I um, think we should no longer talking about Skeet. Skeet, if you want to come on the show and talk about your name, you're more than welcome to. You always Please. have an open invitation. I am not friends with Skeet Ulrich. I would like to be though. He's awesome. Let's take a look at, uh, well, we're, we're, let's, let's get into it. The movie of the week, the theatrical movie Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Puss in Boots. You going to keep doing that? Yes, because I love it, and I love the character and everything about this movie I thought was pretty fantastic. All right. You want to get that Metacritic score ready to go? Yeah. yeah. Tomato meter 95, audience score 93. That's about where I expected it. Um, I was super happy with this movie going in. Going into, I really didn't know what to expect. More of the other Puss in Boots and Trek stuff, I guess. But I was very pleasantly surprised. I actually, I, I there's a time when I cried this movie, and you don't get that very often without some some, some good writing in there. Seventy five overall Metacritic. That's not terrible. No, it's pretty good for Metacritic. Yeah, I, I'd say that's actually on the higher end of great. Uh, Antonio Banderas, Selma Hayek, Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Who doesn't? Olivia Coleman, Ray Weinstone, uh, John Mulaney, ha- Harvey Guillen, Anthony Mendez. Directed by Joel Crawford. Roger, what's Puss in Boots: The Last Wish about? Uh, well, I mean, we get one more entry into the Puss in Boots saga. Um, this is him, basically, on his last life, trying to accomplish one last mission while running from death. Actually, which is an interesting subplot. Well, it's a so. very adult. It's a very no. Adult yeah, it gets pretty theme. fucking yeah, dark at the end does. there, and it's like ooh. But it's it's always treated with the utmost care and respect. I think is like there's a scene when like he's being chased by death, and that he creates between his pursuers and him. He knock he throws bags of gold down to get all the people and to block the people chasing him. And you see death looking at him with those red eyes, and he puts two coins in. I'm like mm-hmm. that's brilliant man like that's awesome i'm i'm very happy but let's talk about for a second so this movie's getting rave reviews it's yep. well rave maybe it's getting great reviews but it's also dreamworks sure so let's talk about roger you and i champion one at least one in particular franchise how to train i, I may champion a second one now though not just puss and boots and not what i'm talking about I also think, you know, so we we talk all the time about how to train your dragon because listen, those are three A plus, yeah, three A plus movies. But then we got bad guys, and listen, bad guys is fucking great. It is, it is, it is, good. it is as good of an animated movie as you'll get. I think so, and it, it's excellent. Now listen, Puss in Boots, it's up there. Listen, is it is it the best they've ever made? Absolutely not, but. This movie is good. Like, it's fun. The animation style they use this way is a little bit different, too. Like, especially during, you notice during the action sequences. It's almost like stop motion a little bit, Almost like comic book-y stop motion. Dude, it looks great. Well, now that you mention 
the bad guys. It actually kind of had a similar art style to it. Now it's very similar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So bad guys had the over the cell shaded art style where this is similar, but not quite the same, but they definitely have like the blocky stop motion thing going on. It, it works really, really well. Now, one thing I did not watch this in 3D. Did you watch? It I did 3D? not. I did not. I wanted. I just couldn't make the timing work. But uh, I th- well, I think the, the things you're talking about would have helped the 3D viewing. Was this even available in 3D in our theater? I I, I know at AMC it was. I don't know about Marquee. Okay, well, I would have went to AMC. I went to AMC. Yeah, it was available. It had it had at least two or three showings in 3D and two or three in regular. Okay, no, I went to the uh, no, I went to regular. I may actually I guess watch. I, I may actually give this another viewing in 3D just to see what it's like because I'm kind of on an Avatar high right now, but. Um, so that's what I want to say about DreamWorks is they're a studio that... No, listen, they, they know what they're doing. I think they're criminally underrepresented when it comes to like some of the better animated films. Everyone's mind always goes to Disney and Pixar. But look, lately Disney, Disney's been giving us stuff that just isn't up to their the standards I expect from, from Disney. And, and it's a shame because... Disney's the one that gave us those high standards in the first place. Yeah, I mean, they basic Pixar basically set the bar for what animated exactly. can be. Once we moved away from like you know like the old school like Aladdin's and Beauty Pure and the Disney, Beast yeah, and things yeah. like that. When we got to the computer animated stuff, CG animation, uh, Disney was and Pixar was the champion for a long time. Now listen, there are very capable studios out there. You know, looking at you, um, Sony. With your yeah. animated stuff, with we just talked about one before we started recording. Mitchell's vs. the Machines. Mitchell vs. the Machine, which incredible. is and it's and the same studio that does Spider Man. So Spider Verse stuff. They, which, listen, the, if you take the time and make it work, it works. It just does. I think so. So Puss in Boots here is it's a lot of fun. It's not. It's like the perfect runtime for a kids movie. It's like almost a hundred minutes even, which is like damn near where it needs to be. Um, and the story, you know, is like very Shrek-like. 104 minutes. Yeah. Definitely has the, you know, kids are laughing at the same time as adults, but, but for different reasons. But yeah. And yeah. Like, like, look, man, to continue to be able to pull that off, it's great. It's just great. I also like the idea of them pulling in more fairy tales into the Shrek world. Like, I'm good yes, with that. Absolutely. I am definitely good with that because especially if you watched all the way to the end of this movie, where were they going? Back to Far, Far Away. That's right. Which I thought was like, oh, man, brilliant. I'm very happy they did that. I mean, we're jumping ahead of ourselves, but I yeah. hope this is a re... We're ju- because we haven't... When was the last time we had a Shrek? Wait, Shrek the 4th was the last one? It's been a long time. Shrek the 3rd was in 2007, and Shrek the 4th, we were at Marquee for that. I think so, yeah. That was had to be 2010-ish. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Shrek Forever After. Forever Shrek, After, okay, Forever After. 2010. 2010, so it's been... It's been 13 years. I mean, about the same time as Avatar. <laughs> yep, bringing it so, back. I'm very. I was very happy where we they're sailing on the boat and then the camera turns and they're going to far, far away. I was. I was very, very happy with that. I don't mean to be a spoiler for anyone, but it's not a minor spoiler. But I, I that made me extremely happy. So let's go back to the beginning though. Where do we find Puss in Boots when this one starts, Roger? Um, the character of Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. What at a bar? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. He's at a he's at a party. They're having a party thrown as an outlaw. He's throwing a party at uh, some like governor's mansion. For some himself. some serious like Robin Hood vibe. Yeah, no, um, it was cool. Yeah. That party ruled, and the music was great. By the he's way, like, he's like, I can't play. I couldn't. And then somebody just throws him a guitar just and just teleports <laughs> into his hand. Yeah, no, that was great. Good. It's you know, it's it's all there. That's the thing. But then we quickly learn that um, Puss gets away with, of course, his 
his his charms and his you know his suave and his charm. He gets away from the governor, and then we kind of they get... end up waking up a giant though that was sleeping under the mountain and is defeated with a splinter to the fingernail. Oh, tell me you didn't win. <laughs> I did. Oh, I laughed at that because I'm just like oh, when he's getting launched at this geez. dude. So when he gets you know like the scene from the trailer when he gets launched off of the uh, the loot. And he's going straight to the thing. I was like, oh, man, he's going to hit this thing in his one good eye. And I was like, that's going to be, that's a lot for a, a kid's movie. No, no, it's even worse. He goes directly under the thumb fingernail with the tip of his uh, saber. A Spanish splinter is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, oh, it's my just like everybody, everybody in the crowd just goes, ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it comes back again later. It's like, yeah. ooh, again. Even better the second time. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I can't even, because look, we've all had like those little, something just worked its way and you're working right underneath or whatever. The tip it of just, your it kills, dude. Ooh. It kills. Like that's Vietnam torture kind of stuff. Shoving bamboo shoots, va- bamboo shoots under their fingernail. That the worst, man. The worst. Uh, but it's it it's it's a good opening for I think for a well. I mean, can we we can refer to it as the Shrek universe, right? We should yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Sure. So it's a good opening for a film in the Shrek universe starring Puss uh, Puss in Boots. It's a I think it was a very a, very appropriate. But also what you but I knew with that opening sequence, like I was already like. Okay, this isn't just a throwaway movie for DreamWorks. This is this no. something they put time. They and money went straight into. at it. Good writing. It's 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 well written. Like when he's when you just referenced being launched off the loot or the new whatever you, what do you what do you call it, the loot? It's a loot. He gets on the loot and then he says, "You launched me. You three play faster. You sing in the background." Like it's just like that's kind of yeah, that's really kind of funny. I thought really inventive and clever, and that's. You need that for these animated films. Like, well, and the, the bad guys have the those cadence too. that Anthony or Antonio Banderas uses when he is puss in boots with the voice, the way he talks, like these, and it's it works so well. It's also like the deep, like when he like elongates the syllables, mm-hmm. like that also works very well. Like you challenge me, sir. Like yeah. it, it just Antonio it Banderas just, it is fits. It really does fit. It does, and I I I could remember. I spoke a few thing a few episodes ago. About something on there's there is something on Netflix where it's not I I said it was who's the the woman from the terminal and um, the entrapment who's that Catherine Zeta Jones Catherine Zeta Jones I said it was an interview between um, Antonio and Catherine it's an interview between Antonio and Salma Hayek hmm. talking about voicing these characters and it's actually kind of they talk about how they're playing off each other and how they're always they had to cut all the time because they were just laughing and like I like stuff I'm sure like it's that, hilarious. But, but th- there are some. Well, yeah, you actually feel like they must have. They probably booth this stuff together. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm sure they were in the same recording studio, and because there's a lot of very cheeky dialogue back and forth. But one thing I also noticed is you can feel, which I don't really get a lot with animated movies, but you can feel the emotion behind some of those conversations, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe again, it's this is not a throwaway project for DreamWorks, which. Again, for Disney lately, they haven't seemed like they were their top priority movies, and it's uh, you you insult me by making me go pay to see it with my AMC A list, of course, but but then you don't put your full might behind it. It just kind of bothers me a little bit. But uh, this is this is a, a move in the other direction. This is a move in the top top of the top of the tiers. So so let's go on again to let's talk about the fairy tale aspect, Roger. I know you spoke about a little bit about the fairy tale aspect before we started recording. Absolutely. Um, we 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 bring in which is what Shrek is you know very good at doing is incorporating a ton of fairy tales. Mm-hmm. Um, we do we are with Goldilocks and the Three Bears, which I think the voice of Florence Pugh Goldilocks. Yep. And Ray Weinstone is one of the bears. Olivia Coleman is one of the bears. Yep. Awesome. Uh, I I love that. We we do we are with Pinocchio for uh for a quick minute. But the, we the, do see him. Yeah. The the Shrek Pinocchio. That's important. 
Uh, and a couple other fairy tales too are pulled in. But tell me, Roger, how do you feel about the about the bears? Um, listen, I think they work well in this movie. I mean, listen, I think their story you, was essential. Any, anytime you get Ray Winstone to, oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's great and everything. And man. like the story, I mean, and it really comes into play for not just the Goldilocks and the three bears, but our actual other character we meet along the way, Pero. Um, Pero, the dog who is a wonderful d- dog. Yeah, wonderful dog dressed as a cat for a while, which is funny. <laughs> um, I. Like the way that they weave that story in about like being found by a family and stuff, like it, it works really, really well. Um, and I, I love how like they play off each other, like a real family, you know, picking a fight with your older brother and that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, we've all been there, right? You know, I do the smash, you do the grab. <laughs> You're <laughs> that is that is great. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm thinking about this movie, like, I just want to go watch it again, but it's so good, man. It's really good. Bear, but let's let's back up a little bit again into the and to the, the the nine lives aspect is we it's very clever how death kind of recounts all of we see you know Puss in Boots he's like I want four lives and he's like try eight and we see all the he's st- running through him in his mind about how he ways died he's died yeah. and he's like <laughs> I like the one where he's like he's like no 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 boat travel's gone cannon travel and they shoot him and he just that's one of those he's just dead, dead. boat then, traveling is gone <laughs> only travel by cannon cannon much faster. <laughs> Um, very, very clever. And then we get to, he kind of, Puss hangs up his mantle because he doesn't, this is his last, his last, ride, last so ride. He ends up finding his, um, oh, Miss Luna, <laughs> Mama Luna, Mama, Mama Luna, play, Mama which Luna. is absolutely my mother, hands down, crazy cat lady. She's a cat has, lady. Who Jeez. has one, I mean, I thought that, and then he meets the dog there who has like a cat hat His name on is Pickle, or uh, he has a, a collar on that says Pickles. Oh, Puss does, yeah. Puss he, does, yeah. And he's just like, he's resigned to his life. He's grown his beard and. Now, how about when, like, he's, like, this is, uh, using the bathroom and then cooking food for himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the camera pans by and he's standing on the toilet seat, like, on his two legs, peeing. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, no, that's a human toilet. And then he's just, like, he's, oh, yeah, he's, so he's, like, she's got this whole, like, she's got, like, 25 cats, right? Yeah. So she's got this whole tray of cat food and he's disgusted by it. So the next scene, you see him, like, frying something in the kitchen. Standing on two legs on the stool, just, like, flipping stuff in the pan, like, yep. and she's like, no, no, that's for humans. He squirts him with a water bottle, yeah. I did. I did love that. How he just like buries his just, face in the cat food. He just food. becomes like a domestic house cat when they're all like they're wearing, laying on him, wearing his mittens too. Yeah. Like it's just I can't. If you if you at all think it's going to be cute, you should definitely you will not be disappointed. But yeah, it's worth it, man. We're not we're not doing it justice. I don't think. But it, it is the set sequence is well worth the time you'll spend. In he the buried his old it. persona. He buried his hat and cape and he gave it up. Yeah, he sure did. He gave it up. Sure, did. gave his uh, gave his sword up and everything. And then he gets basically recruited by Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but they don't know that he's there because he's hiding because he's got this big old poofy beard on, which that beard looked good on him. I'm going to be honest. Especially when he like touches it and like it with the eyes all big, it, the <laughs> poofy beard. Like it's just, it's amazing. I yeah, can't even, I laughed hard and I think I was laughing harder than the kids. The in cat the grew a better beard was. than you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Roger. We, you know, I can't grow facial hair to save my life. Thank you. Yes. I've tried. It looks very bad, patchy, but thank grow you. Grow it again. Bring it back. No. Yes. How about no? Yeah. All right, yeah. fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. For you and Chris, At least just it. a month. How about you just let your mustache grow for a while? Just save everything else? You shave everything else except your mustache. No, I don't. That's, no. Do people still do that? Yeah. Hockey players do it all the time. I don't think people still do that. I think you're trying to get me in trouble, but no, okay, fair. no. Why would you get in trouble for having a mustache? I don't know. I have I a just... mustache right now. Yeah, but you have the other facial hair. Yeah, I have a full it. beard. But... I don't have that. 
That would take me nine. That's more of a your problem than a Roger. <laughs> that would problem. take me nine hundred seventy-five years to grow. Right, so, so you'll be dead then. As we move into Stupid. as we move into the more important part of the story, is we learn about. Actually, in the, the beginning of the movie tells you about a star that grants wishes, that grants a wish to anyone who finds it. But there's there's of course several caveats to finding this wish, and then that's kind of where the film takes off. Is after we get out of the crazy cat lady's house and he goes on an adventure looking for this wish of course for selfish reasons that's 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 the arc he you know and he meets up with i i think the wonderful kitty softpaws she wasn't in a previous one i didn't watch the other puss in boots movie to two i have no idea this. this is the first puss in boots movie i've ever watched yes, first one you. i've ever seen oh that's like yeah richard from friends and the what's his name from who plays richard from friends tom Selleck. tom Selleck, yeah handsome son of a gun tom Selleck. yeah he's got a majestic mustache that's majestic yeah, great. Okay, we're, we're done talking I'm about mustaches. I'm going to send you mustache-related No, we're, we're done talking about mustaches for now. We're done talking about mustaches. So let's talk about Back to Puss in Boots. Is we get into the more adult version of the story, which is, of course, them on an adventure to find what they're doing, but there's... They have to steal the map from Jack Horner. Which is a weird... I'm not quite sure I understood the Jack... Like, where does Jack Horner come from? He's a fairy tale nursery rhyme. They, they actually clarify that he's not a fairy tale. Little no, I knew Jack. that, but like I don't think I've ever in my meanderings of life ever uh-huh. come across Jack Horner. No, so little Jack Horner sat in a corner, and then like the thing mm. about sticking his thumb in pies or whatever—that's what he's doing. Oh, so that's an actual—that's that's an, an actual, actual nursery, nursery rhyme. rhyme. Okay. Yep, absolutely. And okay, that's so what, that, that that makes sense. But uh, Jack Horner is also a crime boss <laughs> who is collecting uh, what magical art- artifacts, basically. He is indeed. Um, who is that's oh uh, John, John Mulaney, Mulaney? I think voices him very well, mm-hmm. and like the the physical aesthetic appearance of. It's just so hateable. Well, right he's he's a big giant guy, and also John Mulaney is not a big man. Right, if you right. Did. Have you ever seen him? Well, so. his voice doesn't sound like he'd be a, a bigger guy. No, but he's For wonderful. Sure he's Spider Pig. Spider Pig. <laughs> so that's but that's as they venture closer to and whoever touches whoever is dealing with the map at the time they have a different path. When they get into what's called the Black Forest. They have a map, and whoever touches the dark map, forest. dark forest. Whoever touches the map, the map changes to that person. Like Puss and uh, Puss's is really awful. Kitty Softpaws is awful, and then Paro touches it, and it's like walking through like a field of flowers. Daffodils. <laughs> and all he's doing, like, yeah, it's it's actually it's very clever in how they. Well, he's the purest one of them, and that's the whole thing. Is like he's the purest of yeah, them. Yeah, because cats are evil and dogs are not. Like this is. Well, but it's 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 more than that. He's sure it he's is. The purest you're looking you're part. looking too deep into it. But cats are awful. I, I mean, sure. I, yeah. I don't. Dogs aren't a walk in the park themselves, but yeah, but they're just saying. But stupid. yeah, fine. Okay, great. They're <laughs> great. So you know, per, Roger's personal preference aside, Cat I think person, there's a little 100%. more to that though. Is you know, Perot had the pure purity of heart and the bravest of the bunch. I think that's kind of the important. Well, I mean, part, when he's when he has this whole moment talking to Goldilocks about. Uh, Hitting the like orphan lottery. Yeah, he's a may, uh, winning the orphan lottery. You know, you found a thing that was just right and the family fit and they accepted you in. He's like, that sounds awesome. He's like, me, I've been thrown in the river, tied to a sock. Oh, to- that story. Like, that's dark. That story he gave with the sock. Oh, my goodness. He's like, but I got a, I, you know, I got myself out, but I just could never find him. So I must still be it. Like, what a moron. Yeah, it's very sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. But no, it, also later when Jack Horner goes over a canyon mm-hmm. like eight people just die yeah no how about how about his like jiminy cricket character on his shoulder like his conscience oh right and he's, he's just, just like didn't you realize i'm a terrible person <laughs> from the get-go my heart is black as all yep so 
but the the cricket characters, the the Jiminy reference character is also kind of clever too in in that in that way. Of, I mean, it, <clears throat> I expected more out of that character, but I I understand why they didn't go full tilt with that because they didn't that wasn't part of the. So I I understand that part of it, but I, I was I would have liked a little more from from that character. But where where we sit with Puss in Boots is there's the the final the, coming to the the final confrontation though mm-hmm. um, is where you know the Goldilocks and the Bears, Jack Horner, Puss and Troop, um, we're all coming to this to the all wish. converging on the actual wish and death 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 chasing. is well death isn't there yet but he he's about to make a really deep seated appearance yeah but that's so let's take a little let's just. Side. Let's just take a put that there and just sidetrack for a minute. Okay. So let's talk about some of the, how the fairy tales are woven in and out of this world that is presented to us. Sure. So the fairy tales themselves, a lot of it revolves around Jack Horner's character. So he's got a magical bag that he is just stuffed full of fairy tale and magical artifacts, right? And he's using them as weapons. At one point, he has a crossbow shooting unicorn horns at people. When they hit them, they explode like pinatas. <laughs> and he goes, huh, that's what that does. Hilarious. But also dark. Oh, also yeah. Also extremely Listen, dark. The, the part where the one guy is about to hit uh, Puss, and then he gets exploded, and then Puss has just, like, pinata dust all over his face. Like, <laughs> dude, that's blood, bro. <laughs> that is that is blood. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's nifty. Um, the Jack Horner character about basically being the worst person in the world, and... Him just or Jiminy Cricket trying to justify being his conscience is like the weird dynamic that they have is hilarious. Like what like Grayson mentioned before, when the, they go the ethical bug, that's what it's, ethical yeah. bug. When they go through this thing and the this bridge collapses and all these people just fall to their death. <laughs> Jack Horner looks over the edge and goes, "Well, that was inconvenient." <laughs> he <laughs> saves him. one. Yeah, and, you know, he's, he's like, "Are you chatty?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> pulls her up. So, but I, but I like that though. How we get the more adult angle of it. Not that it's we I didn't mean, see them it, die or anything, but like they did die. Yeah, they listen. They didn't come back. No, they're Rest not. Just show. They're gone. Yeah, they're they're dead, dead like hundred percent. But that's again, I appreciate that instead of just like always kind of sugarcoating it. But that's what I did. I mean, Jack Horner's a bad mamma jamma anyway. So, mm-hmm. but that's just kind of who he is. But so the 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 clever the the conscience bug what what do we call him oh the the yeah. ethical bug mm-hmm. I thought was a nice touch in in, in adding this to that but I mean the the real moral dilemma here is with of course it's puss versus death well puss versus death but like he also has to realize that he can't just well that the the I don't want to, the arc is the arc but you can understand you know having having frittered his eight lives so far and wanting to get nine more you can understand where I'm going with the arc but yeah i mean listen it basically comes down to puss looking at his own mortality and living with the consequences of the actions that he's made throughout his life and at one point he's stuck in like this glass cavern you know talking to the other eight, eight, eight lives, versions yeah. of himself and listen that's really funny and also really kind of sad you know, if you actually listen to what they say, and then when Death actually shows up during that part, because Death is a big bad wolf, man. He's here. And also fairytale Yeah, also, absolutely. And he shows up, and by the end of it, when they have their final showdown, and I won't talk too much about that, because I don't really want to spoil it, because it doesn't end exactly how you think it would. Um, but the payoff is there. And the way everything comes about between him and everybody else still involved, it, it works out very, very well. And um, I think the way that it went about, you know, like 
the whole visual sequence at the end with the star rising up or whatever, man, that looked great. It really did. And like the actual story paying off while visually looking good. Like it's a it's it's great. Like it just works so well. Well, I mean, the Grim Reaper is just, you know, death, the Grim Reaper, the wolf. I, let's just talk about that for one second. Now, okay. did you take your daughter to watch this? I did not. Did not. Okay. If you had taken your daughter, first of all, would you think she'd like this? I don't know. We're gonna give it, I'm gonna give this one a ride when when it's Fair. available when it's on, on streaming, yeah. which it will. I mean, I'm sure um, not, relatively soon. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, how do you think a young kid would react to the Grim Reaper character, the Wolf Death? So I don't. So first off, I I don't think that they would ever realize that it's actually supposed to represent death, which is probably a better thing for most of the, most things, right? Well, that's the cleverness in the writing. Is yeah. we know exactly, we we get right it. off the bat who we it get is. It, yeah, right. But like the fights, the stylized fight scene that they have. Like, it looks good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, like, their dialogue between each other is good. So, I think most kids would enjoy it. Like, if they'd enjoyed the movie up to that point, I don't think they have any problem with how, how the end of it plays out with uh, The Wolf. I just well, don't. I also, I also, when you said it, the ending doesn't play out the way, and I'm not going to spo- tell you that, but it, you're right, it really doesn't. It's, it does not. It's one of those very kind of like, oh. But okay. it's for the best. But it's... It's clever how they do it because early in the film, there's when Death is ex- first explaining who he is, the Grim mm-hmm. Reaper, he says a line that alludes to the fact that he has to obey the rules. Yep. He is whatever he's wor- the superiors that manage him, he has to delegate, he has to be, he has to play by the rules in the world. And so I don't think Puss really gets it. But in the end, when he finally, ma- he fi- Puss finally realizes mm-hmm. what he's doing, who he's fighting for, and then. All this plays out the way that it does. I'm really kind of happy that they stuck with the whole. I have to abide by the rules. Yep. I'm gonna go now. But absolutely, you know, like that's the whole thing. Is like I thought that was really kind of interesting, and it's a good I callback. Was, I was hoping there wasn't gonna be some. You know, I was for a minute there. I thought that we were gonna get some '90s like very like. Oh, I've been a bad person. Nope. I need to. I, I'm glad we didn't get that. No, nope, we don't get that. This, which is, this, it, this but is that makes that. it. But yeah, like it's better than that. It's elevated like, significantly. That. Absolutely. So. so that's what I was really. I'm hoping that some of this clever writing and great writing finds its way into the eventual and inevitable Shrek movie that comes next. That I don't know if it'll be a reboot or a continue. Would be a continuation, I'd imagine. Probably, but I mean, Shrek. let's talk about Shrek for just one second because you have to. Like the first two Shrek movies are as good of animated movies as you could ever get. Listen, three and four. Yeah, I think they were reaching for some cash there. Let's be honest. The Shrek. Kind of hit a milestone with the Academy Awards. It won it won some awards and nothing before that. No animated film had ever mm-hmm. won before. So yeah, but that, like, that's a big deal. It was Huge yeah, deal. absolutely. But now like animated's up for everything sometimes. So oh, I mean they're all they're all so still... they screwed over into the fucking Spider Verse, which is yeah. trash, trash. What do you mean they didn't it win that year? It did, but they the they didn't nominate it for like best picture. Best... Oh yeah, that's that's a travesty because what whatever whatever. It, uh, Disney thing one. I don't know what that was. That w- that came out in 2019. So mm-hmm. the 2020 Oscars, it would have been whatever it came out opposite would have it just destroyed. And I don't. I'm starting to th- I'm starting to think that it's fixed for Disney every time now because the movies that they have won lately are not the best animated feature of the year. Hands, there's there's not. I I didn't think Encanto was. I didn't think the one that just won was. I I didn't. I didn't think the thing that beat Mitchell's versus the Machines was better than Mitchell's versus the Machines. There was no way that was better. <laughs> I just, I just, I just don't see it. But it was 2019 for. 2019. So what was it? Uh, what won that year? Uh, I don't know. Hang on. Okay, take that. But again, it's I. 
you'd have a pretty tough time. Nothing that's come out this year for Disney or Pixar is close to this, is it? To this point, or no, no, I we've been pretty disappointed by animated this 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 yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about um, what did we just talk about that we didn't like very much. Oh, the Strange World. Yeah, Strange World is not good. No, not good. Idea is interesting, but it's not. Well, I mean, but it, it is what it is. But you're right, though. Shrek has always been okay. So that was your Spider Verse one best animated. That's also the Green Book one. Green Book, that's right. And listen, I like Green Book. It's a fine movie. Into the Spider-Verse is a better movie than Green Book. No, it's a better movie than anything that came out that year. I mean, almost bar none, nothing was better than that. Yes. Even, it was the same year as um, Star is Born. Mm, yes. I'm pretty sure Green Book and Star is Born were in the same uh, category. What was the other one? Black Klansman was that? Yeah, that's right. The Black Klansman. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but there was, again, we don't need to go depth into it, but I, I, I would have... So I will shit on the Oscars all the time, Well, they, they make... I don't care what you say. They don't. They make deals in the background, and they have oh, they owe this person something, and whatever that is. But, um, but yeah. So pivoting back to um, Puss in Boots' Last Wish is this movie does everything right, which I mean, Top Gun did everything right. Uh, recently, we talked. We, a couple other films recently we've talked about have just made the right decisions, and I really hope that. And if you'll notice, there's <laughs> there's something. If you'll notice in this movie. That's you know opposite of what Disney's doing. There's not that stuff in this movie, so I also admit like they're just making a story that works with characters that are relatable and we can connect with on an emotional level. I mean, look, Puss is, I mean, he could very easily be someone who's frittered away their life, found a way to get more of it, but realizes this is his life and he yep. has to live it. Absolutely, so like, it very, could be an, an older person who has lived life quick and fast and realize they want to, they want more of it and they can't have it. Yep. So, I mean, it could very easily be that, but you know, th- that's the, that's the thing is what they've written. So especially where he comes to at the end of his arc is, you know, the realization he makes is, you know, fighting for his friends in this life rather than any other life. I, it just, it's to me, it's great. Yeah. It, it works, man. On every level. It, it looks great. The music's good. Oh, the music's fantastic. And, oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh, the story, it did just icing on the cake, man. The composer, um, Hector Pereira, uh, you did a, you knocked it out of the park. I, I really thought that was. And a matter of fact, I, I we stated it before. I'm a movie crier. <laughs> I'm sure you did not shed a tear on this one. I did not cry during Puss in Boots. Did you, Grayson cry during he, Puss in Boots? He, he did. Um, were you close at all, or never? Not really. Okay, fair. The ending kind of. And listen, me a I bit. am a movie crier. I have not hidden that on this show at any point. So. Um, the Goldilocks story, which I think is not, it becomes That's a good story. It becomes pretty important as we go, as we go on, especially with what what um, Goldie gives up to save her family. Mm-hmm. It's like it, that's part of the story is great too, and it's 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 the parallel of those two that work. And it's right, it was right after kind of we were in the we were in the the climax already happened. We're kind of in the come down of it, the wind down, and it's when the bears realize that Goldilocks gave up the wish. To save baby or brother bear, that I thought that was that got, almost got me, man. It was nothing to do with the Puss in Boots story; it was everything to do with the bears. Sure. So that got, it almost got me. Just the music and, and, and the dialogue at the time. It just I was there. I, you know, I was I was like trying to be cool, like wipe my eyes so I wouldn't notice. Oh but, yeah, turn and be like, <laughs> sniff my arm, my nose, my nose. Yeah, but I, it got me. It really did. It really did. What about anything you didn't like about this movie? Was there much of it? No, not really. Um, not something I didn't like, but. 
What is, what's the what's the death count in this movie? Quite a bit. It's actually. it's up there, right? <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, eight people die over the over the gorge. How many people died during the fight with the unicorn horns and Oh, quite a few, yeah. All right. Yeah, and if you count I like bet the, you there's like 25 plus well, deaths in are, this. Are you counting the the Grim Reaper killing his eight lives again? No, nah, I wouldn't even count that. No, really. okay. Oh, even without that, it's still twenty five. Yeah, okay, I think there's still like twenty five deaths, which they 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 tend to gloss over very quickly. And sure, that's, wait, that's, listen, that's, that's between idea. you to sort out with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask questions, then we're not you know, going to be yeah. that person. But well, it's there for the story. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. But no, I agree with you hundred percent that it's it's a higher death count than most animated films. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's up there. Definitely is, but it's also it also warrants it too. It's very good. It works. Uh, so, I mean, I sometimes so. just make something that works, and Disney take note. I, I think make so. It simple. Dream DreamWorks is coming up quick. I mean, if you don't if you don't look out, DreamWorks is going to take that crown from you. And because DreamWorks hasn't had any stinkers lately, have have they? No, I don't think so. Hot. So let's talk about the opening for one second. Okay, so new new, new opening, opening for DreamWorks. Um, there is, you know, much like Marvel, how they show their current cast of characters in the letters. So DreamWorks actually does a quick little rundown of their movie history, basically, showing their high notes with, like, Boss Baby and Bad Guys and um, Toothless Flies By and and all that. And it ends with Shrek waving to everybody. So it was interesting. I'd never seen that. Well, that Shrek was, is definitely their, is their well, what the started them. Sure. So, no, it's, it's, he's the legacy. So Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Which was obviously twenty twenty two. The bad guys was earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, boss, boss baby. Which I don't think the second one was great. But yeah, but the, the first one's pretty good. First one is is, is up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, spirit. We get <sighs> spirit untamed was. That's maybe their bl- their their black uh, okay black sure spirit. Um, that was actually, Crude, the new age was Crude was good. Yeah. Um, Trolls World Tour was also Fine. not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Abominable. Oh, we liked that one. We too. liked Abominable Quite a, a lot. That was it was twenty twenty nineteen. Of course, How to Train Your Dragons. I didn't see Captain Underpants though. No, I, I like Trolls. Mm-hmm. I'm not really huge on the Kung Fu Panda stuff though. That's well, yeah. I but gotta, here's the thing: those are also those are good, good movies. Decent, um, also, that's Kung Fu Panda is also in the entry, the DreamWorks beginning as well. The, it is. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then then you get back into the. The, the age of um, Rise of the Guardians, the original crew, Turbo, which I don't think was very popular. The Turbo, snail. The, the snail one. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Megamind was before that. Megamind's also very Megamind's good, a though, good movie. Yeah, I thought Megamind's really good. And then Shrek and Ever After, that wasn't. And Madagascar is kind of hit and miss. But overall, I God, think I they... I forgot they, to do the Madagascar yeah. movies too. Shit. Overall, I think they have a pretty decent resume that you probably couldn't contend with. But excuse me. Hiccups. Uh, but so let's move into the scoring portion of the. We've 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 we've. This is a very obviously movie that Roger and I both love, yeah. and and for wonderful reasons. But, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, actually, I didn't answer my own question. What I didn't like is I don't think as much I didn't like. I would have, of course, you know me. I would have preferred a deeper sacrifice in the end. Would have been nice. You want more death? Well, Jesus Christ! I wanted. Well, I was I was I was really hoping. I say hoping because you know they're dealing, hoping for more death. There was. Him dealing with his last life, and because there's a in the middle, you know, when he, you know, we have you have that everything's going great, and then the thing that ruins it is he gets scared and runs away with the map, leaving the two people behind, Kitty Softpaws and the dog that came to rely on him, and he yeah. ran away from them after well, they had already like come together. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think you look at it the wrong way. Like he didn't run from them to run from them; he ran from death. Well, you right, know? but he still abandoned them, and that's that's kind of how we see the yeah. scene play out. 
don't I don't see it quite that way, but I could Okay, sure. But they didn't see it like no. they saw it. They saw it the other way. That's yeah. the important the, the scene construction They would, saw it the negative yeah, way. They, yeah. The scene construction would suggest that he ran they it was meant to he's running from but he's running for whatever reason, but he's running away from his friends. And I think that's the important part. But maybe not utilizing I don't know. Well, Kitty Soft Father thing was utilized well, and so yep. was the dog. I think those were really well They're used. Good. Um, I don't really have much I didn't like. I, I guess deeper in the lives, but going back to what I was saying earlier about the sacrifice, which I expected, I totally expected him to give up his it's last It's better life. that they didn't. Well, no, of course not, but there could have been... the. I always like wishes and rules of miracles because you have to abide by them. So, you know, maybe giving up your last life gave you another to help, you know, I just, I wanted more of that, but that's just me being a stickler for like, I want to push the envelope as far as I can. Mm. So moving into the scoring part then, uh, I'll go first. And I, I've been thinking about it. This is a nine. Mm. This is for me, it's a nine. I love it. I, I think Antonio Banderas, Selma Hayek, um, they're great with their characters. Um, I, I love the other characters as well, the voice cast. I think I think it looks beautiful in 3D. I think this movie really would have shined in 3D. I really I really want to watch it to see what the stop motion kind of action sequence looked like in 3D. But other that I I love I love the story. Everything about it I think is a home run. And getting back to what DreamWorks does the best is tell is tell a tight story that's emotional. That's what you know Shrek and How to Train Your Dragons and the it's the emotion part that works well. I think absolutely. Um, so I guess I'm up here. Um, I also agree with you, man. This movie, it, it checks all the boxes. It's not perfect, but it, it's pretty close. I'm also giving it a 9. Um, this, to me, is probably the third or fourth best DreamWorks movie. And that's actually saying a lot, because I put all three Train Your Dragons at 1, 2, and 3. So, like, Bad Guys is really good. The original Shrek is really good. And this is just as good as those movies. And I was really surprised by that. Now, listen, I didn't, I've never watched another Puss in Boots movie. I know the character from Shrek, so I wasn't surprised by anything. But, man, the pieces just fit. They do. They really do. The, the voice acting is great. The animation style is great. The music is great. And the story is great. It's a nine. It, it hits all the points it needs check to hit. The, check yeah. out this movie, especially if you got kids. Um, I think they'll love it. I, I know as an adult, I loved it. So And it's it's almost at $150 million, which isn't bad. I don't know the budget for this, though. I, I don't know. Ima- I can look real quick. I can't imagine it's cheap. But it's doing very well in the box office, and I continue. I hope it continues to do well into the new year when you kind of have the, the craziness of the holidays kind of wind down. You can take you know family trip to the movies one, once once weekend, get away from the cold if you're in the east. A lot. What's, what's a lot? 130. Jeez. Well, I hope it does. It'll do well on the. I mean, it's made his money back. It well, not the well, marketing budget. Probably getting close. It will though. Oh, definitely. I hope it does. Um, I again, this movie I think deserves one of the few movies that it deserves a huge box office. Sure. I mean, James Cameron, you can do a little, a little bit of that money to put some boots, please. I would appreciate that. Uh, but other than that, I I think it's a it's a well earned nine out of ten. Yeah, I think so. I really do think that. All right, Roger. This has been episode three hundred and eleven A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. Oh, hold on. I would like to correct. Sorry. The original Puss in Boots budget was 130 This one's only 90 Oh, nice. Okay. So, 
Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your spiel. No, there. no, no. That's that actually makes you feel. A whole I stand lot corrected. That's ninety million. So they're probably in the profit very soon. Yeah, I'm getting there this weekend. Yeah. Yep. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Back to your no, no, no. That's spiel. Fine. Uh, please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. <laughs> I was staring at the wall. He was. He was, as he oft does. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail dot com. Next week we're taking a look at Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody and white noise with Adam Driver from Netflix. Yes, Adam Driver. Yes. <laughs>